So this is Life Origami and this is Transitions Week. This is <clears throat> day five of what I'm calling Transitions Week. <laughs> We've been talking about transitions all week uh, where <clears throat> the, the, uh, on Monday we talked about the empty nest, transitioning from an empty nest. Tuesday we talked about Transitioning the gap after divorce. Uh, Wednesday, we talked about the thought baggage carousel. And then uh, Thursday, uh, yesterday, we talked about navigating life's transition when you feel kind of caught in between and what you can do. And today, we're going to be talking about that today is yesterday. It's yes, you can revive, re engineer, and revitalize your life or business. No matter what's going on for you, no matter your age, no matter <clears throat> your sex and what people think is possible for you and your education, regardless of whether you're male, female or otherwise, <clears throat> however you choose to self-identify. You can revive, re-engineer, revitalize your life or business. It is possible. And what made me think of this is I recalled I was preparing, when we were preparing for this week, I remembered a conversation I had with a friend of mine, probably some, it's probably 20 years ago now. And he had a charge over the changes I was making in my business. Oh. And because he said, you're always changing things, but he said, I have to admit, I have to admire your ability to reinvent yourself, your ability to adapt. Because he was stuck working at IBM. He was a 20-year man at IBM, making a great living, working, working for the man, working for IBM. He had things he wanted to do, but he wouldn't give himself permission to do it. And so <clears throat> I was thinking about it. I was thinking about, you know, Daryl, if you ever run across this and you're listening, we should, we should look up. I know we kind of parted ways on a difference of... Um, uh, on difference of priorities and difference of philosophy. But I think we all want to grow. We all end up at a, some point in our life where we feel stuck, where we feel tired and and uh, where we feel like we're we're bound by our circumstances, where uh, we're just really sick and tired of the way things are. And that it is possible to revive an engineer. So let's get into it, Amy. I think the number one thing that, that <clears throat> I think uh, I'm going to frame it this way. I love what Billy Graham, the evangelist, said. Oh. He said the small. <laughs> it, okay. seems, it, it seems like an odd thing to say, but it's. I think it's a. It's a statement of wisdom. He said the smallest thing he'd ever seen in his entire life was a man with a closed mind. The smallest possession, the smallest thing you ever saw was a closed mind. And so the opposite of that is to have an open mind. And so if you're going to try to revive, re-engineer, revitalize your life, you got to have an open mind. you got to be willing to try to, you got to be willing to change something. And guess what that something is? It's you. Ding, 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 ding. You need to change you. If we want to, if we want to experience change, it's most likely going to be I'm the one that's going to have to change. 
And so, I think one of the most attractive things I see in an individual is an open mind. And it's one, of, and it's one of the characteristics I've seen as to one of those kind of soft skills that contributes to getting what you want. Do you remember we talked a couple of days ago about stinking thinking? Yes. And that's a way for us to close our mind off. It's kind of like the hardening of the mind. Yeah. <laughs> Rigor mortis of the mind. You don't want to suffer from a hardening of the arteries, and you don't want a hardening of the mind either. And that's just a bunch of uh, um, ego trips talking at us, you know, when we're um, stinking thinking. Right. And that when we, those are roadblocks to having an open mind. Right, and, and uh, so we, you raised the issue of stinking thinking, which comes to stories. All of our stinking thinking, every negative thing we've ever thought, negative impression, whatever, Patterns. it has a, a negative thinking pattern. It has a bloody story. <laughs> it has a bunch of energy around it. So if you're going to revitalize and revive and re-engineer your life we have to be willing to let go of the old stories now the problem with that is that we have to know what those stories are i think um this is where we would talk about the learning curve right okay okay we jump onto the learning curve when we're willing to um when we take action to look at the feedback <laughs> And find and learn from it and grow and find out what worked, what didn't work. And when we're able to do that um, and we learn, then we, we uh, are able to make better choices for ourselves and make decisions. And when we can do that, then we can get into action again. And then we do feedback, then we learn. So it's like this um, positive feedback loop. feedback loop. Yeah. But do you know what the other thing is about that? But the only one problem I have with what you said, Amy. Oh, what? It's outside my comfort zone. <laughs> the learning curve is always outside the comfort zone. So what, you're afraid to step across your own boundary line? Apparently. <laughs> we all run into things, and that's what the... So the story... Huh, your stories, your old stories, are a comfort. We, we kind of comfort ourselves... Through they these may, stories. They may be safe, those stories. They are safe because it's all happening in my mind. And I can have all the arguments with people that I want. You know? Yeah, well, if you can stay in the comfort zone, then you don't have to visit fear. Right? Or maybe it's fear that's keeping you in the comfort zone. It's kind of like a, a two-edged two sword. Um, we're, we're afraid to make change because we don't, we're afraid of the unknown. Well, we would have to confront and reality. That's the problem. That's why we stay in our comfort zone is because it's the known. It's the known. Uh, um, it's the known thing. But there's tension being stuck in the unknown. Um, being stuck in the unknown? No, being stuck in the known. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah, being stuck yeah. in the known. There's Yeah, there is a tension. Because, because it eventually, here's the other thing. Contempt. 
We have con we eventually end up with contempt of the known. We have contempt to the way to our patterns. To you know, there are certain times I get so. It's so e easy to fall into complacency around something as simple as our food. Cooking every day. I mean, you carry most of the weight on that. You do provide a lot of leadership in what we eat. But it's so easy to get into a rut of being comfortable and then eventually eat so much of a thing. You eat so much of something that you... Uh, you don't feel well. You don't feel well. Maybe too much bread one day. Like the other day, we're like, we had bread for all three meals. Yeah, we had no. We had a no carb dinner. Yeah, we did. Because <laughs> we couldn't stand the idea of having more bread. And protein and vegetables. It was awesome. <laughs> but so the the thing is, is that change requires an open mind, and a closed mind does not go into the learning curve. A closed mind will not cross the comfort zone we just stagnate right because and we can be and procrastination lives inside the comfort zone change is outside the comfort zone so yeah so the if you want to revive re-engineer revitalize your life you also have to change something now i said you know i think uh, i don't know if i said it in this show or in previous shows, it's, it, you got to change you. You're the one that has to change. How do now, you know what to change? That's the thing. Where do you start? That's that's the hardest part, you know. Which is why we created our program. When our program, Mastering the Art of Momentum, the very we spend a good third of the program in an area, for lack of a better word, we'll call it self-assessment, self-awareness. We spend a lot of time helping you to get to know yourself yeah. and because you know those things are going to come up when you want to you decide you want to grow you're gonna you, you're gonna get triggered i remember when i um after my divorce and i'm trying to figure out what i want and i'm thinking okay do i want more of what i was doing before you know do i want to go back to right. this business i had or am i tired of it have i outgrown it do i want to do something else and what would i want to do and am I capable of doing it? There's all these questions of the unknown. And the, the, pro, the, yeah. the thing is, is, are you willing to take a, a chance on yourself? Are you willing to, to have your own back and believe in your own self-efficacy, um, efficiency, the, the ability to, yeah. to go after what it is you want and be a sticker? A stickler. A, a sticker? A sticker. A sticker. Some of mm. you sticks to it. Just go glom onto something kind of yeah, like, like those a, fish like an octopus <laughs> suck you up <laughs> okay. well that isn't what you're talking about okay no stick with yourself <laughs> thank you okay all right all right i'm with you now i'm with you but you gotta, okay. yeah, you just stand stand by me when you're not strong <laughs> okay, <then>. but no <laughs> we need to, we need to stand by ourselves yeah. we need to be there show show the hell up and find out what it is, who you are, and what it is you want to do. And find out what is the roadblocks to getting there. What have you been, what stories are you attached to? Are you attached to, you know, all the things that happened to you before you were five years old? And um, somebody told me, you know, I was talking to them about eating uh, patterns. And yeah. um, I think it was a doctor. And I was talking to her about uh, uh, 
you know, having be, um, been hungry as a child, being neglected, mm-hmm. being really hungry. And right. as a result, I'm emotional eating. I'm eating all the time um, when I feel upset. Yeah. And she said something very interesting to me. She said that I'm no longer feeling feeding that child. Yeah. Because yeah. that child is no longer neglected. I'm not feeding that child anymore. I'm yeah. an adult and I need to be fe- feeding my adult body. And so she was saying that, you know, um, you don't need to be feeding that child anymore because you're not that child anymore. You don't have those right. same feelings. You don't have the same occurrences. Keep, and you it's don't need time to keep to feeding those story. old stories. And as you, long as you stay yeah. stuck and you're going to say to yourself, oh, I can't change. Um, this, this is my story. I was abused as a child. It's always been this way. And yeah. I'm ruined. I'm wrecked. I'm broken. I need to be fixed. I'm not enough. And then if everybody around you is saying the same thing, reinforcing that, it's hard to come out of that. But you have to stop telling the story. You have to get think, off the goddamn treadmill of bullshit. <laughs> I think when you tell yourself these stories, then you're always looking for confirmation to to say True. that this is this is the reality. Like, oh, look at me. I'm always losing my job. But look at me. I can't keep a relationship. Look at me. Um, I can't stick to a diet or... You know, whatever it is. Um, yeah. See, I told you. I told you that this is the way I am uh, because I can't do this. And this is proof, right? So you, you're attached to these stories and they keep you back. Exactly and that, right. It's just a bunch of malarkey. You have to release it's those past attachments. Yeah, you got to be willing to look at those past attachments to the way things used to be and to these these cherished beliefs, these it's almost like they're these holy stories, these cherished. If you, it, we all I have a cherished identity of who excuses. we think we are. They're excuses. They're reasons, and we think it's time in life. Our gamma, we think it's time to become unreasonable. To not have any reasons. <laughs> not give yourself any more bullshit Unreasonable. reasons to not live your life anymore. I mean, and if you're people pleaser, stop it. I know what I've talked about because I've been the people pleaser. I was the people pleasing martyr of martyrs. You know, I stayed in a 34-year unhappy, loveless marriage out of a sense of false sense of, of loyalty, misguided, I'll say misguided loyalty. It's a good character trait to have, to be loyal, but it was for the wrong reasons. And yeah. that's that's what ate away at me, I think. And. So you, you talked about the fact about releasing past attachments. You talked about and past relationships and yeah. lost past lo, uh, lost opportunities in the past. You have to let go of that crap. You can't carry all that baggage around and expect that you're going to be able to, you know, woo smooth through life. I think that um, staying in the past is a big barrier. If you can stay in the present. And what's happening now? The past is over. The present is only here. It's your only point of power. The yep. future isn't here yet. And you know, if you keep carrying the past into your life now, which is not happening, your thoughts from before are not necessarily have to be your thoughts today. Yep. And if you always stay in the present, um, you know, if you're in a new relationship and you're always talking about the ex all the time. Um, your mind is still back there and you're not present in your new relationship and it causes a lot of trouble being that way. But there's a matter of how do you get into the present? How do you uh, get past the past? Well, you gotta get, you got you to gotta be aware that you have some stories going on 
You have to be willing to look at that. But as well, challenge them, examine them. We have a whole, we actually have, you know, they used to say there's an app for that. Well, we have a process for that. We, we We have a process to help people deal with that. But you have to get to the place of being willing to have a new story. And what that means is what we talked about yesterday is what's next? What do I want? To experience more of in my life. And you it, gotta, yeah, if you don't know, then let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. Do not stay stuck in the ambiguity, the ambivalence, the uncertainty of not choosing is a, the worst possible choice. Ah, uh, just staying there, floating around on the fence. You yeah. know, just Do I jump on this side or do I go back to that side? And now I'm just going to sit here for two or years. And then, you know what, then you sit there for a decade. <laughs> And you do nothing. And then finally you jump on the other side and say, okay, I'm ready to get on with life. I'm ready to get rid of these stories and start making new stories for myself, the good and, ones. But then you're like, a year, oh, a decade has passed by, yeah, you know. Yeah. And what have you modeled for your kids? What example have you set for your kids, for your friends, for your family? I mean, that, that, that woke me the hell up. It's so encouraging when you see other people who have um, fought through a circumstance and come through on the other side. Um, rather than having a survival story, why not right. create an overcomer story, an, uh, a moving forward story of success and inhabiting your life? I mean, that's so encouraging for somebody else yeah. who is just down and out. Because there's a part of you that's saying, yes, you can. Now, I don't care what your circumstances are, you know, uh, what divorce you've gone through. I don't care how messy it's been. I don't care how many people have died on you in your life. Uh, that used to be my story. Well, I don't we say care. it anymore. We do care, but... Well, what did I say? Did I say we don't care? Yeah. Oh. Well, no, but you... <laughs> that's a story. Okay. So I'm saying that it's a story. Thanks for that. Uh, that story, it doesn't matter what the story is. It matters where your heart is at. It matters what's going on in this box between your ears. <laughs> you know, the, the, the bo- what's going on inside that magical black box called your mind. And your mind is influenced, a lot of our thoughts is influenced by your brain and how your brain works. And we talk about and teach that, we go on in phase two, we go into that in great deal about how you can uh, rewire and retrain uh, and train your brain to support the positive lifestyle you have so that you can step into the new story step into this new revised uh, uh, revitalized revived and re and, and uh, re-engineered life that you you deserve it's your birthright to have more it's your birthright to have to wake up tomorrow with a compelling vision, to wake up with the realization there's more out there for me. I don't know where it is. I don't know exactly what it is. But if when you wake up tomorrow morning, we might suggest one of the positive things you could do is say, I wonder what I'm going to learn today. What is my magnificent obsession? Yeah, what's your M.O.? What's your magnificent obsession? What is it that, 
would really excite me? What would set my heart on fire? What would capture my imagination and, and light and create my, and, and, and ignite my creative, you know, what would be the creative spark that would get me going? We would challenge you that in this week of transitions, this is, this is Friday, you're listening to this, that you take the time to give yourself a positive, net positive gift of waking up and being curious. I wonder what's going to happen today. I wonder who I'm going to meet today. I wonder what I might learn today. I wonder what I'm going to discover about myself today. There's so many great questions that you could ask yourself that could trans... One, it only takes one idea that really resonates with you that you could use to change your life. What is... So maybe you wake up and you say... What's the one, what's one idea? I wonder what one idea, you know, what is one idea that I might be able to latch onto? That I might be able to live my life by? I wonder what that might be. I wonder who I might become. Uh, I wonder who might be able to support me on this journey. And you know what? If you're at that point, talk to us. Let's, let's get to know one another. Tell us your story. You know, give yourself permission to expand, to move outside of the box, wherever you're currently at, and step into the fullness and completeness of what might be possible for you. Because I guarantee, Amy and I will assert, no matter where you are, no matter how old you are, no matter what your circumstances, there's a part of you that is crying desperately to grow and expand. And we will be there for you. So if you're looking, call us. 403-307-8281. And you can find us at Life Origami all over the web. Have a really great day. Namaste. So this is a little bonus surprise for you, if you're still listening. We want you to know that you're cared for. We want you to know you're not alone. And we want you to know anything is possible. Namaste.